Welcome to the Virtually Analog Podcast, where we explore Board Game Arena and the ever-blurring line between board and video games. I'm Lex, and I love board games. I'm Shay, and I love video games. How you doing, Shay? I'm, I haven't uh, just, you know, at the start of that episode, we usually just dive right in. I want to I know how you are feeling right now. I'm, I mean, I'm doing great. I'm <laughs> so glad that you've asked this question that you've never asked before on the podcast. But uh, yeah, no, I'm... <laughs> it's funny because usually we start recording after we have been on a Discord call for like an hour, an hour and a half <laughs> playing games. So it feels like silly to be like pretending that we're just getting together like <laughs> for right. the first time. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm I'm glad to hear you're feeling pretty good. I'm glad to, to you know, you're not uh, upset with the game that we've played so far you know it's oh uh, if i'm upset with the game you you'll know about it in about 25 to 30 minutes <laughs> that's true um how are, so how yeah, are you the, lex you know oh i'm just peachy i'm kind of trying to speak uh as quietly as i can in my podcast voice uh i just <laughs> had to get my daughter back to sleep and i'm really hoping she stays asleep for us to get uh this recording done anyway yeah I think it's uh, that's going to be a good segue to just jump right in to try to get this episode done as fast as we can, because <laughs> all of the best podcasts are uh, recorded under the gun. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this week we have two very, very special games in that they are both cooperative word games which are not two genres that nor like it's hard enough to find one cooperative word game uh and BJ now has two cooperative word games and those games are just one and uh uh Kupel? Kupel? how do how are we going to decide to pronounce that I think Kupel sounds right Kupel. yeah it i would say right. Kupel I should, I, I if the I design... say it sound right but uh it feels, <laughs> it feels right, right definitely yeah the, the i'm i'm fairly certain that the designer is at least they uh, they live in the uk now i'm not sure what nationality that their background is but i know for a fact that they're in the uk so it makes sense that Koopal sounds more like a uk thing but anyway uh just one i mean for anybody who is familiar with board games they probably have will have heard of just one it's it's a fairly recent party game that came out a few years ago that it was very like highly critically acclaimed when it came out and it was a game that i never thought would ever come to board game arena because usually party games like this like code names or uh, uh catchphrase are not games that play super well on board game arena but um, I think that this is an exception. I, I think that uh, we we you and I played this um, yet yesterday on stream, right? So people can go and, and watch that stream and watch us play this. You and I played with your sister Kelsey mm-hmm. um, and a couple of my friends, which you and your sister don't know, so they were <laughs> randoms to you, but my yes. my friends. Um, yeah. And I thought it was a great time. We got a couple of rounds in, at least two, I think, maybe maybe three. No, maybe just two. But uh, I think we played two yeah. games, yeah, yeah, two. And uh, I thought we did really, really well considering the you know <laughs> the group and uh, it was mo- a lot of people's first game. And uh, Kelsey jumped in and picked it right up. And you and her did awesome, I thought. But 
Um, yeah. What what is just one? I've been splint, I've spent a lot of time blathering about it. And I haven't really got into it. So, uh, Shay, do you want to tell us what what uh, what give us the details, the breakdown, the BGA breakdown on just one? I would love to. Just one is a game designed by Ludovic Rowdy and Bruno Sauter, and published by Repos Production. It plays for two to seven players. Uh, it takes about 20 minutes to play with a complexity rating of zero out of five on board game arena. <laughs> Our first zero out of five. I didn't even <laughs> think that was an option. I thought you had to, it was a one through five scale, but I guess not. That's right. Well, I was going to say like you asked me to guess what the complexity was on this game. And I said one because I was like, that's as low as it goes. Right. And then you said zero. And I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> Uh, but it was it was developed for for BGA by uh, Coup Wizard. Uh, it is currently an alpha, which is a rule that we have adhered to strictly about not talking about alpha games. But uh, we're doing it today. We we are breaking the the law here on uh, talking about alpha games. There's no like. I don't know. The police aren't going to come knock down our doors and take us away <laughs> like the, the board game arena arena police uh, uh, speak for yourself. There's no there's nothing in the the rules that say that we can't talk about um, alpha games necessarily. Uh, obviously, I streamed it on Twitch. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's not uh, a, a, a kosher, but I have the reason I really want to talk about this game is a it's a big game. And the fact that it's on Board Game Arena is huge news for Board Game Arena, and I think it's it's justified for us to talk about it. And B, it's not going to stay in alpha for very long. I think uh, it's pretty well polished. There's a few like things that they have to tweak to, to get it all across the finish line, but I can't see it taking longer than a week or two before it is pushed to beta and then uh, fully published on Board Game Arena. So we're breaking our, our own rule here, hopefully, um board game arena understands and doesn't try to uh doesn't ban our accounts because how terrible would that be <laughs> if that happened they've been so um, aggressive with us before so yeah 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 <laughs> um but uh yeah so that uh, how you play just one it's a very simple game there are rules videos for the game um on youtube that are literally a minute long it does not take you very long at all to learn this game. Basically, when you're the active player, there's a mystery word that you don't know what it is, but everybody else does. And everybody else is trying to get you to guess that mystery word. And in order to get you to guess it, they have to write just one word in as their clue. And um, it can't be a synonym for the word or there's a couple other rules about like what you can, can or can't put but uh, basically what you're trying to do is get them to guess, kind of like, like I said, catchphrase. Uh, but the, 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 the twist, the thing that makes this game special is that if anybody else puts the same clue as you, then those clues are erased. They're discarded so that the, the, the guesser does not get those clues. And so it really makes you think outside of the box on these clues and try to get try to put something that nobody else is going to write, but it's still going to lead the, the, the guesser to the mystery word. Um, and then, so everybody does that. The guesser then gets a chance to either, they can either guess the word or skip. If they guess it and it is right, then you score one point. 
If it's wrong, then they burn that card and they burn the next card. So, uh, you know, basically every card you get is a point, and if, um, if you skip, you're only burning one point, but if you guess and you're wrong, you're burning two points. So sometimes skipping can be the good play if you really don't have any idea, but it, that's not fun, right? It's good. Right. It's, sometimes it's better just to guess, but um, like most party games, it's it's not so much about like the points, especially since this is cooperative and everybody's playing together. It's it's more fun to have everybody guess if they can, but um, but yeah. So I think that pretty much explains the the game you're trying to score as many cards as you can get the highest possible score is 13 i've played a game i've played this game a lot in person and quite a few times since it's dropped uh in alpha and i have never scored higher than like an 11 or 12 <laughs> so um yeah it's uh it's let's let's get into our pros and cons shay would you like to to start us off with some i would pros? love to i'd love to lex i'd love to this is my favorite part of the episode where I get to talk about my pros and cons. So a pro for me, it's a very fun po party game. It opens the floor to hilarious uh, hijinks, I would say, um, especially if you know, if you have like a, a deep relationship with some of the players, but not all of them. Uh, you, there's several opportunities for uh, hilarious in-jokes that, some of you have and not other ones and yeah um, like for example you and kelsey had a lot of clues for each other that right didn't yeah. make any sense to us like right the word was the word the word was rope and uh one of you put <laughs> put the just, number just four the number four yeah yeah and, and, uh, and uh, yeah they knew nobody, it immediately from that yeah nobody else understood <laughs> anything about that clue but uh, would you care to explain that clue live on this podcast right now um i okay so uh, all of my siblings and I went to a concert in uh, a city near near ish to all of us uh, at the beginning of this year. Uh, while we were there, some of us woke up earlier than others and my brother created an alternate version of the game Clue. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Where you just where you just rolled the dice and that determined the fate of all of the characters on the board. Amazing. <laughs> and number four, if you rolled a four, it just meant that that character got roped. <laughs> and, and that's uh, that's as that's deep incredible. as that reference goes but right. yeah well it worked it worked out for us so. right so um, because my sister was there for that uh that worked out splendidly for us <laughs> uh but yeah i mean you know this is this is the same kind of kind of excitement as all these other you know every other party game where you're guessing guessing words um like you can you can uh kind of communicate in your own language and um like make things make things uh personal for the group and uh i think that that is the best way to play party games i yeah um my con uh built off of that is that i don't i don't love party games when you're playing with people you don't know 
Um, yeah, that's. I think that's fair. And I think I, party games are not designed for that in mind necessarily. Most party games, I should say. Right. Um, and I, th- yeah. I think that that may be kind of why party games are so scarce on Board Game Arena is because the idea of Board Game Arena and the idea of party games are kind of in conflict with each other. Mm. Um, that's interesting that you say that. I, I, I think that's true as of right now. I think that just one is a great step in the right direction sure. as far as like adding good games that are party game. Like um, Repos, the the company that makes this game, also has another one um, called Concept, which we've played with your siblings. <laughs> that is another party game. I don't know if you remember that, where there was like a bunch of iconography and you had oh, to put yes. little cubes yeah. and stuff. <laughs> oh my god, we and did that, so poorly that did, at that game. That didn't <laughs> go very well. <laughs> I think. I think just one would be a lot more. Um, I don't know. I I agree with you that to a certain extent that like playing with randos usually is a very uh, poor experience, and it's not really like the way that you should be playing games like this. And mm-hmm. but I think that the more games like this, uh, it really makes it accessible to play games with people who you aren't usually able to play these kind of games with. Like, I'm really excited for my next like conference call with my siblings where we can load this up and have something to do rather than like have to actually talk to each other. Right. Yeah, um, sure. Get, get together on a conference <laughs> call with your siblings and get a game banged out by EOD. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah. No, so I, I mean, think, I, mean uh, I, I joke, but I think that the, the concept of like trying to come up with words that your friend group would not think of to describe this word is. Yeah is what kind of sets this game apart um, as a party game, especially on board game arena. Like, I think that that is the thing that makes it like kind of accessible universally is that you, you can't just go with the obvious word. You have to kind of like, cause you have to assume that if you're playing with people you don't know, or even if you're playing with people you do know that that's the first word that they're going to think of. Um, And it's and, really frustrating playing this game with people who think exactly the same way that you do. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, you almost yeah. always end up crossing each other's clues out. Even yeah. when you're like, okay, I can't put this because I know that the other person is going to put this. You'll right. end up but coming they, they to the, have same the same second thought process yeah, that you do. Exactly. They're like, oh, Lex is going to put this. So I can't put this, but it's, you yeah. ended up on the second, your second exactly. choice was the same as well. Yeah. 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 But. I think that you have a really interesting second uh, con here. Do you mind if I say it or do you want to Yeah, wanna go for it. it? Go for it. Um, because I, my con is kind of dumb, but uh, I think that you wrote in that scoring is not super motivating. And I, I, I was trying to think of a good like con for this game because I love this game in real life. Uh, um, obviously, I think the digital implementation here is really good. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't think of, of a good con, but I think that you're you're absolutely right that like most like a good amount of like word association party games, like I said, like catchphrase or or code names mm-hmm. it's not super it's really hard to make a good like end game, right like yeah, to make it a satisfying conclusion to the experience of like. Right you know, have a, a, a common objective that we're all trying to get to. Yeah. Um, 
and you know when people get it wrong you're just like oh, oh well you know like you're not really that upset and they like that's a good thing but well and um, I, I mean honestly i you know the easiest fix for that would be to split the like you have two teams i, I yeah but then it, then it's not a comp- like a cooperative game and like i just love cooperative games so much and i think that the reason why kelsey liked this game so much is because it was cooperative right like right right i think like this game you technically could do that like make it a team-based game so that it is like code names i think that it it, it's much better as a cooperative game in my opinion i do too it's just that it yeah if you're going to make it a cooperative game, it seems silly to attach Points scores. At all, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. It, scoring to it at all. Because unless you uh, do it like our next game that we're going to talk about, which does it really well. That's true. Yes. Don't want to get ahead of myself. Right. But yeah. but this game, like, it doesn't really matter if you miss one because you're all working no. together and it's not like it costs you at the end of the game. Like. I mean, you right. get to the end of this game in real life and you're like, oh, we have eight points, but like we got eight of them right. That sounds great, you know, because yeah. you only have, what did you say, 13? 13 cards. Yeah, yeah, 13 cards that you can choose from. Like eight, eight is fine. Seven is fine. Six is fine. Five is fine. If you get yeah, one of them cares? right, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like it, it doesn't yeah. it really like the scoring just genuinely does not matter to this game right but they include it is like whose line is it anyways right exactly <laughs> it's it's about how you got there yeah the, yeah but anyway yeah i think i don't know what i think that you are right that making it a competitive game is a good way to you know if you're gonna have scoring then that's right but but i think, I think that, that you're right because i don't yeah. know that i want it to be a competitive game you know right, it's right. it's like, very fun there... as a cooperative game and i think that it's mm. just weird that they put scoring into it that's all i think the one thing that the scoring does do if you're like really if you're with a group that really wants to perform really really well which you know go play a different cooperative <laughs> go play more like a <laughs> right, strategic right. cooperative yeah. game if you're like if you're playing with people like that but if you happen to be with people who are like okay i really want to get as high a score as possible the one thing that the scoring does do like there's a mechanic in there that is is it encourages skipping right mm-hmm. um because you only lose one point as opposed to two but mm-hmm. um really if like you said like if you're not motivated to care about the scoring at all then you're just going to guess every time right right um which which it actually also shortens the game because you're burning cards and you have less like that's the other thing to consider is that the more people skip the more turns everybody gets to have as the clue guesser but that's not necessarily a good thing because some people I've played this with like absolutely hate being the mystery word guesser <laughs> <laughs> they they love the rest of the game but uh when i'm playing this in real life i'll always give someone an out you know if if they're having like anxiety attacks every time they have to be try to guess then you know i say okay we're just gonna skip that person and the next person will go right like yeah i think that's a perfectly fair way to play this game and it'd be kind of cool if the board game arena implementation would allow for something like that i don't know like yeah it'd be really easy just to put a skip button for that person like i don't know but yeah anyway um i think the other so my the con that i did write down is that um repos games specifically told the developer to not allow 
this game to be played turn-based, which I didn't even know was a thing on Board Game Arena. Like, almost every other game I can play on Board Game Arena, you can play turn-based, right? Which just basically means you have, you know, 24 hours or whatever to take your turns, Yeah. Yeah. But they really did not want this game to be played that way. And I kind of get it. Like, this is a party game when you're playing with seven people to have to wait 24 hours for everybody to write in their clues for seven people that can be, you know, that can really diminish, depending on the group that you're playing with, that can kind of diminish your experience of the game. Well, that I mean, but that's kind like, of what I was saying earlier, where, like, yeah. board game arena and this kind of, like, party games, they just don't, they're... Ha- I, as aside from our the second game that we're going to talk about, I haven't really come across a game that would be well implemented on Board Game Arena as a party game that is turn based. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, there's and, really it's it, those two those two concepts really don't mesh well together. Right. It's very it's very rare to have that. I think. Um, you know traditionally that's true i think that more and more with things like uh wordle people Mm -hmm. are starting to realize that like it's okay to have something that's like a really short experience that you do as long as it's fulfilling right Mm -hmm. uh like every time you look at it you get something out of it or whatever Mm -hmm. like it's okay to have like a short gaming like a tight little gaming experience that you have to come you have to wait 24 hours to come back to right like that was one of the big reasons why wordle got as popular and i think that something like that can be the same kind of feeling if repos games did choose to make this a turn-based thing like i i don't know it's it's really hard for me to find to coordinate like seven people because really this game plays best with as many people as you can get yeah and uh, Except for things like, like I said, like a sibling chat, it's kind of hard to find that many people who are willing to sit down and, and play something like this uh, at a specific time. Right. Um, so I really like, you know, I don't know if anybody from Repost Games or Board Game Arena will are going to hear this, but I'm really pleading to them to like, please, just like let us play this game in an accessible way. <laughs> like for some of us, like it's it's really the best way for us to play, but. You know, I get it. I, I, I'm I'm still gonna play it, even if they don't make that change. Uh, it's still, I think, a really great implementation. But um, you know, it is an interesting decision that I hope they reconsider. Yeah. But, yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Let's let's talk about our our tier ranking here, Shay. What do, What do you think? You've had some time to let this game kind of sit. Um. I think if Kelsey was on this show uh, mm-hmm. i think she'd put it somewhere like above s tier she seemed to really really <laughs> like this game <laughs> and i well, knew so like, that's that's the trouble isn't it right because yeah. the there is a difference that, and and i again like i i hate to harp on this because i i think that this is a groundbreaking game in that like they are really trying to make a space for party games to exist on board game arena Right. Mm -hmm. But I think that this is genuinely a different experience playing it in real life versus playing it on board game arena. And that's that's the trouble for me. That's fair. Because I think that uh, real life, I would. This is an A plus game. Right. Yeah. 
But yeah, and, and Kelsey even said like, oh, I can't wait to bring this game with us to our next vacation. And like, <laughs> that just makes me so happy that like we played something on board game arena that like you or her are going to go out and, and buy, you know, <laughs> like, right. My, my, my problem here though, is that I, I think that the board game, like, okay. So when we played, you know, yeah. we were, we were all on voice chat and whoever was mm-hmm. guessing would like, kind of pull their headphones out and the people giving clues would, would be able to talk to each other, but the person guessing would not. And, and I don't know. It, it just, it just felt like that's how you had to play it to do it on board right. game arena. And I don't, that I mean like, you know, m- my con earlier that like, it would not be as good with people you don't know. I, I think that that is specific to board game arena. I don't think it plays well with people who, mm. who you're not familiar with. And and sure. I, I think that that is true of all party games. Like if you go to a board game night and there's a party game going on, you're playing Jackbox with, you know, six people you've never met yeah. before. It's it depends on fun. the game. There's some games that are supposed to be like icebreaker type games um, that are better for like getting to know other people but this is definitely not one of them well know. and 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 I, I i guess i'm just trying to kind of highlight the difference between how this game plays with people you are familiar with and people you are yeah. not familiar with and and i guess that's yeah. what you're saying about ice i will games, say but yeah i will say though that uh the highest score i've ever gotten was with a group <laughs> of randos uh, my a crowning achievement is when I got here. Let's do a little puzzle for our listeners, for anybody who hasn't seen, <laughs> hasn't oh heard God. me talk about this. Uh, I was playing in this game and I, uh, with set with six other people. And so it was a full seven player game and it was my turn to guess. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of the clues were eliminated. The only two I had were Marvel and condoms. Those were the two clues that I had to figure out, and I ended up getting it right. And I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who wants to uh, try to figure it out. Email the show at virtuallyanalog at gmail.com if you think you know the answer. Uh, and uh, I'll uh, I'll say oh, the the person the first person to send me the correct answer will get I will pay for a year subscription for Board Game Arena for them. So. I'm putting my money where my mouth is here. Uh, but yeah, no, like I was playing with a bunch of randoms I'd never met before. A lot of whom lived in different countries where English wasn't their first language. And we scored 11 points. Only one person missed it. It was it was in, it was an incredible game. Everybody was really nice to each other. I would say that that's probably the an exception, though. <laughs> I think yeah. most of the time when you're playing this with randos, people aren't going to be doing very well and everybody's going to be like kind of snippy with each other. It's like, Oh, why'd you put that clue? Right. Like it's going to be like the game that I have is probably not a good one to like to, to base this off, but you know, it is an experience that I had and Mm -hmm. I just love this game. I think that, uh, I think if I I have a feeling you're not going to let me put it in S tier, but I think no, it's no, it's not going in S tier. I think it deserves to be an S tier. It is a game see, I'm always down to play. See, that's that's the problem, isn't it? Right? Because like live in person, I would play this game every time if I knew yeah. who I was playing with. 
But if yeah. I if I go to a board game night at at like my local comic book store or whatever, and this is the game that they're playing, I don't really want to play with five people I've never met or six people I've never yeah. met. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's I true. I don't. That's fair. And and yeah. I don't know that that is a problem with this game or if it's a problem with party games, because I mean I feel the same way about a lot of different party games. I would I don't know that the games that I find fun to play with my siblings are the same that I would play at a at a party game night. You wouldn't play your uh bastardization of clue with just a random bunch <laughs> of random people. <laughs> just the explanation of that game alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's I think that's fair. I, um, I I feel comfortable giving this game um kind of the hybrid of in person and on board game arena. I think a b ooh feels right but uh, but it's it's just I don't the know about that i mean look look it's the disparity between in person and on board game arena i don't think that the board game arena implementation is the same okay i just you, you're saying you're saying b i would be good with i was going to say like mid a how do we feel about low A? Like bottom of the tier list on A. I think that this is a good game that I'm usually willing to play. I, I think you're right that there are certain situations where you wouldn't necessarily want to play this one. Um, but for the most part, I think that this is a great game, not just a good game. Are you going to quit the podcast over this? No, I mean, I'm not going to quit the podcast. I just, I do, I do. I'm Listen, I'm fine if we put it in low A, all right? Yeah. I think that personally, my scores between in-person and on-board game arena need to be reflected a little bit more accurately. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we do that, though. I think that since this is a board game arena podcast, I think we just judge this based off of a board game arena like but our experience is on board game arena right yeah i can be convinced otherwise but does that does that affect you either positively or negatively for this score if we're just going off of bga i mean if it's just bga i it's mid b for me mid b yeah i i think this game plays i think this game plays way better in person. And I think that that's true of all party yeah. games. And I don't think that yeah. it's a reflection on um, just one in particular. But I don't know. I just yeah. the enjoyment that I get out of party games is that I'm playing it with people I know who are going to be able to play this with me in a space where we can all be you know, funny about the answers and creative about the the clues that we're giving. You know what I mean? And I just, I don't know. A minus it is. I'm writing it in. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? I'd I'd play this game forever in real life with people. I, I know, you know, that's, that's, I mean, that's really my only hang up. Like I said, I think that this is a groundbreaking game on board game arena. I really do. Um, yeah. And I think that it needs to be fine tuned a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, by no means do I think it's a bad game. 
I think that maybe it's just a game that you would rather play with five people, you know, rather than like one person, you know, and four strangers. Sure. You know, that's all. And I'm I, yeah. that's I mean, I've talked so much about this already. No, so no, it's I'm fine. Gonna, I'm I'll, I'll now, edit but... a lot of it out. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that you, you have some excellent points there. I think that what's nice about Board Game Arena, though, is that it is free. I don't know if this game will be a premium game when it comes out or not, but only one person will need a premium account if it is. And it's that it's just it makes the game more accessible because, yes, you can technically play this like I've played this game before it came out on Board Game Arena. I've played this with my family over Zoom and it was such a clunky experience, like trying to get people to like hide their faces or mute themselves while we were answering and then getting their attention when we were done. Like it was a very clunky experience. And like I'm just excited that, you know, I, I think you're right for most people playing this game with randos is just going to be a non-start. Like there's no reason to do that. If you have people who are tech savvy enough to make a board game arena account and jump on this game with you. Right. Yeah. So anyway, moving on. Yeah. Unless you have anything <laughs> else to add. No. How, how could I? <laughs> <laughs> We've exhausted uh, our, our just one. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, this may, this may be the most I've talked on uh, an episode of this podcast <laughs> so far. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. We love it. Um, cool. Well, moving on to our next game, another cooperative word game. This is not a word association game. This is more like a, uh, a word creation game, I guess I would call it, like Scrabble or what have you. Sure. Um, and the game is called, uh, we decided, Koopal. In Koopal, you are a team. Work together, move each other's cards, and make words to score points. The goal is to score the most points while ensuring your personal score piles are perfectly balanced at the end. Uh, Koopal is one of the core games using Wibble Plus Plus Deck, using a Wibble Plus Plus Deck designed to provide an expanding library of games. I think the designer has changed the name of Wibble Plus Plus to just, it's just called the L Deck now, E-L-L Deck. Uh, mm -hmm. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, and yeah, it's a two-player game. plays about in about 20 minutes, so both of these games are relatively short. It is uh, a two out of five complexity on Board Game Arena. It was designed by Bez Shariari. Sorry if I butchered that <laughs> pronunciation. <laughs> um, the art by Miles Atkinson. It was published by Stuff by Bez in 2017. It was developed for Board Game Arena by UFM. Uh, it is a beta game, so it's not officially released yet, but it is in beta, and it is not a premium game, so you can play this game with a free account. Uh, before we get into more of the rules and like our pros and cons, I do want to talk a little bit about the, um, the designer of this game, Bez. Uh, she is a, uh, a trans woman from the UK, um, and she is just amazing. <laughs> After I discovered this game, I went on Facebook and looked up like stuff by Bez and trying to get an idea of like, you know, what this company's put out there. And, and she is kind of an independent game designer. And a lot of the stuff that she's put out is not universally known. Um, she's definitely has a lot, uh, a lot of great, it, it seems like there's a lot of great games coming from that studio. But it's all like self-published. You can you can't go to her website and um, 
like buy actual physical copies of her games, but you can buy like print and play versions of this. So like if you wanted to, you can um, pay, I think it's like $10 or maybe even less. And then you can print out these cards and play this game in real life if you wanted to. Um, but uh, you don't have to because this, she decided to put this one on board game arena and let me tell you, I'm so glad that she did because I would never have found out about this game otherwise. I would never have found out about her. Uh, she does a lot of like live streaming on Facebook and she starts off every live stream with like an ad lib song. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like she's just really she's really quirky and really funny um, and, and just really sincere, which is a kind of a refreshing Um and I, yeah, I just love learning about her games and her personality. It's it's been really cool. It's like it's cool that Board Game Arena kind of uh, facilitates this kind of thing. Um, it's it's really what it should be for. Is like, you know, you want to have like the big name games on Board Game Arena, but it's really cool that someone can come up with a game and uh, design it and and put it on Board Game Arena. So how do you play? Koopal. So in Koopal, uh, there are these cards that uh, you and your partner will, at the start of the game, you'll get dealt three of these cards. The cards have two letters on them, one on the top half and one on the bottom half. Uh, there's also a number printed on them that tell you how many of those cards are in the deck, which is kind of cool. And um, basically, you lay out those cards on the table or in Board Game Arena just does it for you. And you can move those cards up or down to spell out words. Now, something that's very important uh, that makes this game kind of unique and challenging is you cannot move around your own cards. When they get dealt to you, you have to leave them in the order that they were dealt. Um, so basically, a turn goes like this. You first draw three cards from the deck. Uh, you lay them out in, in order uh, after the cards that you have. You can take... Uh, up to two actions. The first thing that you can do is you can claim a word. So if it has to be a four letter or more word, and for every letter after three, you'll get a point. So a four letter word will get you one point, a five letter word, two points, six, three, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's the one, the first main action you can take. The next action you can take is giving your opponent one of your cards. So you take a card from your line and you can put it anywhere in their line. And then the last action that you can do is um, rearrange the cards for your partner. You can't touch your own, but you, you can spend an action to rearrange their cards. Uh, and then once you've done one of those actions twice, then you... Uh, uh, end your turn and it's the next person's turn. There's two loss conditions which I think make this game a really tight, really interesting game. The first is, if you end your turn with more than eight cards, you both automatically lose. So you have, there's this really interesting limitation on how many cards you're allowed to have in your hand. The second one is, at the end of the game, both players need to have the same number of points. If when the, the the game ends after the deck runs out, you both take one more turn, and if the scores aren't the same, you both lose. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a it's it's a really really interesting. Like we talked about with just one, there's no real like 
uh, emphasis on the point system, but this game is the exact opposite. Like all of the emphasis is is on the point system. You're trying to score as much as you can, but that's within the context of how, how much can we both score together, which is really a really interesting, really great piece of design. So those are the rules of the game. Shay, what are your pros for this one? Let me kick it off by saying uh, this game creates a high tension, high reward atmosphere because you're not only trying to create words, um, but you're also trying to end the game with the same score. Um, it really makes you feel like you're thinking as a team. And because of the kind of mysterious uh, nature of the game, where you're really not supposed to communicate what you're planning with the other player, um, you kind of have to bank on the other player seeing the clues that you're leaving for them. And that is a really cool feeling when A, you can recognize them and B, when you lay the perfect turn uh, where everybody (laughs) is just dumping, dumping tiles left and right. And you're, you're just matching up and it it just feels so good to be on the same page as the person you're playing with. Um, It's funny because like Scrabble, and other word games are really good at making you feel smart for like finding a really long, really good word. But this mm-hmm. game takes that a step further by being like, not only do you have to find a really good word for yourself, right? You got to find one for you your partner. To, also, you yeah. have to find one for your partner, and you have to try to get them to find it yeah. without communicating anything with them. And when they do, it feels double oh, so the good. greatness. So that, good. For, then, for like, everybody. Yeah. Not only do you feel smart yeah. for having kind of laid that out, but the other person also feels smart for picking up on that word that you've laid out. And it, it just feels, it just feels so good when you're in sync with your partner. I couldn't agree more with that. Like that's a, definitely one of like the highlights of the game. It's really hard to do that in a cooperative game. Um, and I just think that like, there's this amazing tension, there's amazing push pull of, of trying to score as much as you can, but like, you know, you have to work with your partner. You have to make sure there's, they see what you're setting them up for. Um, and when they don't and they go for something else, you have to adjust to that. And I just think that all of that is is really, really well designed. This game is is criminally underrated. I think more <laughs> people should be playing this game. Um, my other pro for this game is like I think the pace of the game is is just like chef's kiss, like excellent. Like oh my god, like the game starts off. You, you know, you th- you don't have very many letters to start off with, and then all of a sudden you're getting more and more letters but you're finding good points or whatever. And then all of a sudden the game is about to end. And you're like, wait, our scores aren't even, or maybe they are even, but it's like, how can we squeeze out just a couple more points? Um, and like the last few turns are always like, so, so tense. And like, uh, uh there's just a really good buildup and a really good payoff. I think yeah. that, um, that it just, the game, and it's not too long of a game either. I think that it goes, uh, it can go really quick. And something like just one, if you're waiting too long for other people to give their guesses or give their clues, it can be, it can slow, really drag the game down. Where in this game, it's just a two player game and you really want to do well. So you're not really rushing your opponent. But even when your opponent is thinking about what they can do, you're also thinking about what they can do and what you can do on your next turn after they're done. It's like, 
I just think it's it's a great game. I can't yeah. speak highly enough of this game. Um, yeah, it's it's funny that you say that because like as you're going through your pros for the game, I'm like looking at my con where it's like trusting other people not to talk, especially myself, is is too much, and that's that's like not true. Like that's part of the greatness of this game is that like you have to not be talking and you have to be reading each other the whole time. And that's what makes this game so good is that like, you're not just strategizing for yourself. You're strategizing for yourself. You're strategizing for your partner and you're strategizing for your team. And those are all separate things and they're adjusting every single turn of the game. And that's, and you can do like, when you're playing this game the strictest way where you're not allowed to talk at all. Right. Uh, the rule book says, like, you basically make it as hard or as easy as you want. So the first time you and I played, because it was our first game, we talked a little bit more about, like, what we were going for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but our second game, we really limited ourselves on, on what we wanted to communicate on. And, and like, the hard mode, quote-unquote, of this game is, like, you straight up aren't allowed to talk at all. which I think makes it really good for board game arena because you're not like accidentally revealing stuff. But what I do love is the subtle hints that you can give your players just by moving your cards Mm -hmm. up and down. I I just absolutely love that in this game. How you can just be like, oh, maybe if I just keep moving this card up and down, they'll see the word that I'm trying to get them to see. It's just, it's really, really cool. Um, I think the other thing that's like fun to do is like, you know, you can say like, oh, I see a really good six for you that also leaves me with a five or something, you know, like yeah. I think communication like that is is really helpful and, and kind of balances the line of too much communication and not enough communication. But um, yeah, but yeah, I think that I I don't have many cons for this game either. Like I, I just think, uh, you know, because this game is self-published, the I think the artwork is fine. Um, the rule book is is, you know. When I first opened the rule book, I really thought it was a rule book from like the 80s. It's just this, I think, and I think that was an intentional, like this was supposed to be a, a card game that's kind of calling back to older type games. Oh, um, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> which I know how you feel about that shape. But, yeah, I was going to uh, say. That I is am... kind of like, I think that the, like, if this game was taken and produced by a different publisher, there'd be really fancy artwork. And, you know, a, a blinged out rule book and that's all fine and well, but I think like there's, there is a certain amount of charm to the fact that this was just a single designer and a single artist who just did this, you know, f- because they wanted to create a good game and they, they succeeded. This is one of the best cooperative card games that I've ever played. It's, it's really, yeah. really good. Um, I think the only reason why it's, not necessarily better than the crew is because the crew you can play with more people. I think like yeah. the two player element of this is is I don't know. I don't know. I think that the fact that this is a two player game just puts it in a different category than the crew. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I I really like this game. But anyway. Um do you have any other cons you want to talk about? Nah. No. Like I said, like I was I was reading through my cons as you were reading your pros, and I was like, these are the same ideas, and Lex <laughs> is right. <laughs> these are not cons. <laughs> yeah, it's um, I don't know. I think that uh, I think that if you're if two people who have 
never played before are playing this game and not like under it's not clicking for them that can be probably a pretty frustrating experience yeah um like I played this game with my sister who didn't realize that we needed to have the same score at the end. So she just kept on like getting, or no, it wasn't my sister. It was my cousin. My cousin just kept on getting more and more points. I was like, okay, okay. You're leaving me behind. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, I know we get it. You're really smart. I'm dumb, but we're not going to win this game. And she felt all good about her score at the end. I was like, yeah, but we lost. Yeah. (laughs) It was, it was was funny, but yeah. Anyway, uh, where are we putting this on our tier list? Oh man. <laughs> See, I, I feel like I'm going to get, uh, some flack for how high I'm putting this game. To be honest how, how with you, are we putting it? I, I feel like this is an S tier game. Yeah. I can live with that. I'm, I'm pro. I hear I, from I'm... your voice that you don't feel that it's an S tier. <laughs> no, 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 no. Honestly, <laughs> it hurts me that, we rated this game so much higher than just one, but I'm fine with it. I think that since you gave me a a minus on just one, I'm totally fine. <laughs> like I would, I would probably like put this like smack dab in between S and A. Like it's such a good game, right? And I can't, yeah, I can't think of any like times I wouldn't want to play this game. It's it's really really well designed. It's really great. It's criminally underrated. I yeah. think it deserves a space on our S tier list. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and so. look, look, just to, Sh- Oh, up- I do have a, wait, 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 before you get into that. Okay. So when we first started playing this game, uh-huh. you made the comment. I already know where we're going to be ranking this game. at. Uh huh. What, what was, what were you, what were you going to say there? I didn't uh- have you answer that, but. Oh, well now you never will. because okay i'll give you this it wasn't s at the beginning it was not s yeah 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 i got that feeling from you that you were not impressed when we first started (laughs) but uh it clicked with you pretty pretty quickly and and uh we scored great we we did i mean we matched our my high score the first time we played this game which is incredible we did we got 11 points which is just which is really good on board game arena. I think the high score is 13. So we only needed two more points to match the high score on board game arena, which is crazy. And then our second game, we did nine. We had a little bit, I will say like in order to score really well, you need the cards to line up perfectly for you. And I think that's fine. I think like, like I think one of the joys about this game is that you have a decision to make like, in the mid game or towards the end of the game where it's like, do we want to, do we want to just sit back and just win, like have a W right? Like feel good about our win with a lower score or do we really want to push for a high score? And it's like, either way is great. (laughs) You know, either way you feel good at the end of it. I just think like it's, uh, it's, it's really good. All right. I'm putting this in S tier. Yeah. Cool. All right. I I just Um, real, real quick. I just want to clear up about, my just one score. I sure. I think that live with people you know, just one is also an S tier game. Sure. I think that it is not as good on board game arena, and that's the yeah. only thing that's knocking it down for me. That's all. Fair enough. That's all Fair I want. That's Fair all I want to say about it. I am just happy you let me keep it in A. It's, yeah. It's fun. No, I I I think it's a great game. I I just yeah yeah. Sure. All right. 
Cool. Well, um, just to wrap this up pretty quickly, um, not really much as far as uh, Board Game Arena news. There's a few new games that dropped. Uh, like I said, just one is is the is in alpha right now. Uh, it's something we really haven't talked about. I should have talked about this when we were talking about just one. Is that um, in order to play alpha games, you have to be an alpha reviewer or know someone who is an alpha reviewer. Um, so obviously if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not an alpha reviewer because the requirements to become a reviewer is like, it's insane. You have to play like 750 games on board game arena. Good God. And uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of great. You have to have perfect reputation and like all this stuff. So uh, see, that is something that I have on board game arena right now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All the rest of them are pretty feasible, but the 750 games is, is it took me a long time to get there. Um, but once you get there, you get access to all alpha games, which is cool. Or you can just do it the easy way and uh, join our Discord and message me directly, and I can invite you to these alpha games. I can send you a list of the games that are in alpha right now, and I can just add you to that list. And once you're added, you you can create those tables. Um, you don't need me there to to play the game. So that's pretty. It's pretty cool how that works. Um, but uh, yeah, you can find our Discord at virtuallyanalog.info. And please join us there and, and shoot me a message if you if you want to be added to this list and, and play this game with other people. So, um, yeah, I don't think there are – there's a few games that have come out. Um, like I said, they're doing the summer games. And the, uh, yesterday's was uh, Chromino, which is like dominoes but with colors. I haven't played it. I've heard really good things about it. Um, Does we've already talked not about have this. colors? Uh, I think they actually do. You're right, but they're dotted <laughs> colors. So, no, you're right. These are just like square colors. I don't know. I haven't played <laughs> the game. I've heard it's fun. Um, so not much else to talk about board game arena wise. Video game news, though. I actually have a little piece of. It's mostly video. I mean, it's it's kind of more board game news. I think board gamers will be more excited about this news, but it is technically video game news. Um, there is a very uh, uh, a claim. There's a very popular game called Tainted Grail Fall of Avalon, um, which is it was a board game that came out a few years ago. It was kind of like a um, it's a legacy game, storytelling game, um, kind of like Gloomhaven. Uh, I don't you know, in the fact that it's a legacy game, these two games play very differently. But uh, uh, Tainted Grail is more of like a sandbox, like open world ish game than Gloomhaven is. Mm-hmm. Where Gloomhaven's more of like a dungeon crawler, Tainted Grail is more of like a story-based sandboxy game. Um, sure. But they announced recently that Tainted Grail: Fall of Avalon was getting a video game release. Now I say that in a very specific way: it's not getting a digital version. This is not a digital version of the board game. This is a video game that has the same, I think, I would imagine, like plot and characters as the board game. But it is an open world RPG where you'll oh, actually that is play my jam. an actual. <laughs> I know it was. <laughs> like, that's a very specific reason why I brought it to this podcast. They said, um, uh, "Let's make a game for Shay," and it's based <laughs> on a board game. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like uh, if if Elden Ring wasn't a Souls game, right? Oh my <laughs> like, god, that's incredible! That's kind of what they're going for. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So. Um, 
yeah, I think you I think you'll like this shit. I don't know. Uh, right now it's just this official official cinematic trailer that dropped, so you don't see any like actual gameplay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the but it's slated to come to early access uh Q4 of this year. Ooh. So that's it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, I think that it should be pretty good. I'm pretty it, I have it I have it wish listed. I I hope everybody else goes and does it, but so yeah, so that's my little piece of video game news. What about what about you, Shay? You have anything to talk about? Well, it's funny that you talk about video game news this week because I have some tabletop board gaming news this week. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> because uh, I think end of last week, um, the trailer for the Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves movie yes. premiered, starring com- of all people Chris Pine. <laughs> Um, that I is, can't believe I forgot that we should talk about this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that is slated for release in 2023. It looks really good, despite all of the things you've seen online about an owl bear. It's fine. Chill. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I think it, it's. It, really and, and I think that that is what kind of like because this isn't the first Dungeons and Dragons movie that's come out. You know, but like the difference between those and this one is that this one looks like it might be good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing is, is like the past Dungeons and Dragons movies either had a really good like CGI budget budget, but no like actual fantasy writers attached to it. Right. Right. So it looked okay, but it like the story was trash and it had nothing to do with actual Dungeons and Dragons. Or it was the opposite where it's like the actual Wizards of the Coast like sponsored a movie and wrote it and like it has a pretty good, you know, plot, but the But I had six dollars for (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Where this seems like the perfect marriage of like big budget Hollywood film. But I know for a fact that one of the lead game designers for Dungeons and Dragons was a script supervisor uh, for this show or for this movie. And I've watched interviews with him talking about like all the different locations and monsters and stuff. They actually he said that they actually created a underground prison for this movie in the last D&D book that they created oh like yeah a few years ago yeah, yeah they yeah. actually released like i can't remember the name of that that book that came out it was like ice ice icewind yeah. dale is that it that's it icewind dale yep yeah uh they actually created a whole like biome or like location in icewind dale knowing that in three more years they were going to be releasing a movie where they needed a location for that in so yeah. i think that's really cool um, I think that this movie is going to be great and I'm really excited for it. So, yeah, I, I like the fact that you brought some board game news and I heard some <laughs> tabletop news and I brought some uh, video game news. Maybe we need to try that more often, but ah, I wouldn't uh, expect that too much of the future. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Shay, what else do you have for us? Uh, yeah. In a weird bit of cross branding, um, Kelsey who played just one with us, uh, prior to releasing this episode is the guest on the broken gaming episode that is releasing well yesterday when this episode releases, <laughs> but uh, so go listen to that. It's uh anchor.fm slash BNG pod is the hosting site for that. Uh, you can find that podcast on all of your podcatchers. It's broke the letter N gaming. 
yeah, Kelsey's always a hoot. You guys are that podcast is always worth listening to, but whenever Kelsey's on the show, it's it's oh my definitely God. Kelsey's worth so it. funny. She's, she is <laughs> Good very Lord. funny. We used to, we used to do a podcast together, and it yeah. was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> but then TV the the medium of TV changed, and we decided and we not weren't to ready for it. <laughs> we weren't ready for it, so that podcast is dead, and it's never coming back. Anyway, yeah. um, well, yes, uh, thanks for joining me, Shay. Thank you so much for listening, everybody else. And you can uh, email us at virtuallyanalog at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments about the show. Uh, Please rate and review this show on iTunes and all these other places. Um, We just want to grow our audience. We're not making any money off of ad sponsors or anything like that. So it's literally just to grow our community um, so that we have more people talking about and learning about games. Uh, the other place where you can kind of grow our community is at our Discord, which you can find that and past episodes of the show and our Twitch feed and all that stuff at virtuallyanalog.info. I think that about wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week. Yep. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.